This is the Memento Mori Oracle Podcast, where I, Claire Goodchild, discuss the history, lore, and symbolism of the images depicted in the cards of the Memento Mori Oracle deck. Thanks for joining me for this very special episode of the Memento Mori Oracle Podcast. This is an important one for me because I get to tell you all about something I have been working on for the last year. The Book of Seances, A Guide to Divination and Speaking to Spirits is currently open for pre-order and will be released on October 18th of 2022. There are some special perks for pre-ordering the book, which I will tell you all about at the end of the episode. And trust me, you really don't want to miss these. As you may have already guessed from the title, this book is a guide to using divination in order to communicate with spirits, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. For as long as humans have existed, we have felt a profound urge to understand what happens to us when we die. For many, the belief in ghosts and spirits is a no-brainer, while for others, it is a concept that raises more questions than answers. I wanted to write a book that explores the idea of communicating with spirits through the art of divination because I believe it is something anyone can do. Luckily for me, I found an amazing publisher called Voracious who has given me the opportunity to do that for you. Voracious helped me bring the idea to life in a way that I don't think any other publishing house could have. It was important to both myself and my awesome editor Emma, hi Emma, that this book feels like a ritual every time you open it. This hardcover 300-page book contains full-color art in my signature style, beautifully designed pages, as well as an abundance of information. Information such as my experiences with ghosts and spirits, terminology and lore around the paranormal, what divination is and how to perform it, and of course, the history of spiritualism. Spiritualism was a movement that took off in the 19th and 20th centuries and is essentially the belief that when a person dies, their soul or spirit has the ability to communicate with the living. They just do it through a different state of existence. The divination methods I chose for this book were predominantly popularized during the height of spiritualism. Divination is nothing new, nor is it something specific to one culture or time period. But the tools we use today are actually pretty modern, especially when it comes to how we currently use them. Divination methods that are accessible for people also played a huge part in what I chose for the book. There is something for everyone in this book, for every budget, every skill level, and every aesthetic taste. Because let's be honest, when you enjoy the look and feel of what you're working with, you're more likely to connect with it. I thought it might be fun if in this episode I give you a little rundown of the divination types in the book and a bit of what to expect from each of those chapters. After that, you will hear a very special story from chapter 4, one that I know you will love. Out of all the divination methods in this book, I had to start with cardomancy, which is using playing cards for divination. The type of playing card I chose was tarot. In this chapter, not only will you find the general meanings for each card, but you will also have access to my personal spirit communication dictionary. I discuss the history of tarot from its humble beginnings in Italy, and I share with you my most profound and heartbreaking cardomancy experience ever. I also take a look at different tarot myths and tips for choosing the right deck for spirit work. 
From there, we go right into one of the more difficult but historical spiritualist activities, automatic writing. Automatic writing is all about channeling messages from spirits through you and onto a piece of paper. This is a type of divination that people either love or hate, but its importance cannot be overstated. I think everyone should try automatic writing at least once, and you never know, it could end up being the method that works best for you. Again, this chapter has some interesting folklore and paranormal accounts, as well as instructions on how to perform automatic writing. It only made sense then to have bibliomancy as our next method. Bibliomancy is divination through words on a page in a book. The history of books, printing presses, and ways in which the Bible has been used historically for divination are all covered. Alongside the traditional instructions on performing bibliomancy, you will find ways to perform it if you're someone who is a little more tech-minded. Next is what I expect to be the most controversial method in the book among the readership, spirit boards, or as you probably know them, Ouija boards. Because this is such a sensitive topic, it was important for me to really dive deep into the history of Ouija. These boards are amazing tools with a ton of fake lore and misinformation attached to them. And honestly, that really needs to change. I know a lot of people get skittish about them, but you'll soon learn that is because they were marketed that way. And don't worry, I make it very clear that if you don't feel comfortable with using one, there's no rule that says you have to. Tassiography, or divination by tea leaf reading, is the next chapter. This was one of my favorite parts of the book to write and explore from a personal and historical stance. Not only will you learn the history and folklore surrounding tea, I also give you a breakdown of what types to use for your spirit communication sessions. Alongside the thorough instructions for performing tassiography, you will also learn about the 100 most popular symbols and their meanings. Next, we have the Rhabdomancy chapter, which is the act of divining or dowsing using special rods known as divining rods or dowsing rods. Pendulums are also a major part of this type of divination, so of course, those are included in this section too. Like with automatic writing, this type of divination is all about being in tune with your own body, mind, and spirit so that you can effectively communicate with other spirits. This chapter contains instructions on using the rods as well as some fun exercises to help you get comfortable with this type of divination. After rhabdomancy, I wanted to give us a little bit of a change of pace. So it's here that we go into what I call a scientific seance. In this chapter, I cover two major parts of paranormal investigating, EVPs or electronic voice phenomena and spirit photography, as well as how to perform them. The idea that science and the paranormal have always been at odds is actually a relatively new concept. During the 19th and 20th centuries, the two went hand in hand. The world's most brilliant minds were actively engaged in all areas of spiritualism, and that included technology. You'll leave this chapter with a sound understanding of what EVPs and spirit photography are, their history, and a list of tools you should purchase if paranormal investigating is something you want to embark on in the future. And finally, in the last two chapters, we go in-depth into casting divination and scrying divination. I cover charm reading, domino reading, mirror scrying, and candle scrying. It's here where you will put everything you've learned from the book to the test. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm now going to read you a story taken directly from the pages of the book and modified just a little bit for the podcast. A few short years ago, 
I was in the process of locating the graves of my ancestors who are buried close by. I had access to the cemetery sections and plot numbers for these relatives, but when it came to two of my great-great-grandparents, Harvey and Eliza, I was left a little stumped. When I reached their assigned plot number, I could not find a stone anywhere within a 20-foot radius. I couldn't find stones for anyone else in the vicinity either. I assumed they had all been removed due to damage and would need to be replaced, but I still wanted to know where exactly their bodies were. So I did what I always do in these situations. I took out my oracle deck that I had designed specifically for spirit communication and began to shuffle. Those of you who are regular listeners, you know this podcast was created in honor of that deck. Now, I should note here that this deck contains over 100 cards, which is quite a lot for my small hands. When two cards fell out of the deck and onto the ground, I didn't think much of it. That is, until I saw which cards they were. Looking up at me from the grass were the images of a headstone and a shovel. You can't be serious, I said out loud. I cannot just start digging without raising a million questions. Generally, I do not recommend digging in a graveyard without permission. It can be illegal. It's a whole thing. That being said, I could not resist the urge to remove a bit of the grass with the toe of my boot. Imagine my surprise when I caught a glimpse of granite just half an inch below where the cards had fallen. As I pulled back the rest of the dirt, the names Harvey and Eliza stared back at me. As I stood on this large area of the cemetery that was completely covered in grass, my ancestors had guided me to this one foot by one foot spot and told me how to find them. But the story doesn't end there. After tidying the headstone, I felt I should ask the pair a few more questions. As I shuffled, I asked them to tell me if they remembered their deaths. I received back two more cards, Plague Doctor and Smoke. Plague Doctor represents an illness, that much is clear, but smoke was slightly more ambiguous. That is until I thought about how smoke obstructs our breathing. When I returned home, I decided to do some more research on their cause of death. After a few hours, I uncovered two death certificates. Harvey and Eliza had died three weeks apart due to pneumonia, an illness that obstructs breathing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as promised, here are the details for the pre-order perks. If you submit your receipt to the link in the show notes, you will be sent an ebook of spirit communication tarot spreads that will come in handy during your seances. And there's more. Patreon subscribers who submit their receipt will get a bonus card for the Memento Mori Oracle featuring a very special image from the book. This card will never be available again, so head to the show notes to learn how to grab your copy. I'm Claire Goodchild. This is the Memento Mori Oracle Podcast. Thanks for listening.